Are you ready to learn more about promoting play, defending childhood, empowering caregivers? Save 10% on professional development at explorationsearlylearning.com and support the show with the coupon code OOL. Click the link in the show notes to browse upcoming trainings. Hi, I'm Annie. And I'm Candace. And we're out of line. This is a podcast about stepping out of line, letting go of control for control's sake, recentering the child, and challenging the norms of schooling as we know it in our country. Today, we're talking about leather pants in preschool. <laughs> leather pants, their place in preschool. All right. So, this is a little bit of a surprise episode for Candace. All I told her is we're talking about leather pants. Um, and really we want to talk about and be really honest about our own de-schooling and deprogramming process as we shift from more conventional education to self-directed education. Um, I'm pushing back for those of you who are still in a more conventional setting, whether parent, teacher, administrator, whatnot. Uh, something that comes up a lot in different educational facilities. If you've ever been an administrator like Candace and I have, you spend a ridiculous amount of time talking about what people can and can't wear, dress codes for employees, dress codes for students. Um, and one of the things that has come up recently for me in this process is my own clothing and what I want to wear now that I don't have a boss or a dress code for myself. What am I most comfortable in? So coming to our learning center, we run a learning center together called Bluebridge School. Um, I was coming out of forest school program and at forest school, I would wear rain pants almost every day because I knew I'd get muddy and I wouldn't do my hair. I didn't wear makeup, things like that. And coming back to a place where we'd be inside more, I wore rain pants ridiculous amount of time when I didn't need to, and then realized I could wear cute clothes again. And then I'd get paint on them or get frustrated by, you know, ruining a sweater or whatnot. So finding the happy medium. And then earlier this fall, I have four sisters. We often text about good deals on clothes and whatnot. And my sister sent along a, um, great deal on some leather looking pants, um, pull on faux leather pants. And the reviews were great. As I'm reading through the reviews, I'm like, okay, they actually sound like a good, good pair of pants, but I stumbled across <laughs> this review and it had me thinking again about de-schooling and what we wear as professionals in learning environments. So the title of the review is sharp looking all day. Sometimes they can hold their shape when the knees bend or wrinkle where we sit. These held shape all day. And I was also afraid they would be too warm while moving around, but they weren't. And I taught kindergarten in them all day, looked sharp, and I was comfortable all day. <laughs> That's the review. She really wanted us, or that person really wanted us to know that it was an all day comfort. <laughs> Got that. But really, my first thought is who is teaching kindergarten in leather pants and why? <laughs> They're like, oh, are they the leather? <laughs> <laughs> like the, the leather spanks, like where they're like, 
like leggings, but you want them to look like a step up. So they're like leather leggings or are they pants? Um, no, they're pants. Okay. <laughs> they're actually like a very, like, what's the current generation who tells our generation that we look stupid in skinny pants? I forget, but Gen- they're not skinny. Yeah. Whoever they are, Gen Z, they, uh, they're Gen Z approved. They're not. Oh. They're not skinny pants. They're not leggings. They're like a nice uh, drawstring waistband, straight leg, I'd say. I don't know. Pull on (laughs) slim pants. What's the title of them? Uh, Have you ever worn leather pants to teach in? (laughs) No. I I will say that on my first day of teaching kindergarten, I wanted to look so cute. And I wore the this like really cute dress but it was way too short and I turned around to bend over to write something on a board and one of the kids goes we can see your underwear (laughs) well hopefully you thought through all aspects of your cute outfit including your underwear but I mean with the leather thing I'd um, I've never worn leather in a school setting. I don't think I've ever worn leather to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, well, yeah. So it sounds like you have though had some days when you've chosen maybe a less than practical outfit. And I think that is a really big challenge in teaching, right? Like we have to find clothes that are practical, but if you want to look cute, you kind of have to think about it. But yeah, I, you know, until you said the leather spanks comment, um, I would say maybe I've worn, I don't think I've ever worn, I do have a pair of faux leather spanks. I don't think I've ever worn them in the classroom, but it's possible now that I think about it. Um, but no, I can't wear leather pants in our school. Can you imagine like our school days are messy. They're outside, they're muddy, they're filled with paint and slime. And, um, I've ruined clothes that I'm are not my nicest Sunday best um, and been sad about that, but I can't imagine like wearing leather pants and the things that could happen. (laughs) (laughs) But I do remember a day last year was our first year in our learning center space. And I remember something, I don't remember exactly what some material of ours or something was outside that we, it started raining and it was kind of an out of nowhere rainy day. And I remember we were like, we have to go get whatever it was. It was going to be ruined in the rain. And so we both kind of looked at each other, like, who's going to do it? Cause you were like, well, uh, today was a hair dry day for me, a blow dry day. And I was like, ah, you think I don't care about my hair? <laughs> got so mad. You're like, I wish I could wear my hair cute. And I like, walked outside. <laughs> Probably because that was in our deep de-schooling. Very, I was very angry at the world often. Uh (laughs) Didn't we make the kids go out and get it? (laughs) I remember sacrificing my own hair that day, which like, I don't care about my hair most days. I don't know what I was like. Anyways. uh, But yeah, so I know um, that there are some great, people out there speaking about dress codes and how ridiculous they can be. Heather Burnt Santee of that early childhood nerd I know has had um, episodes about it and has training sessions about um, tattoos and piercings and why they why that shouldn't be part of a dress code for adults. Um, 
Yeah. But I just, I really was like caught, like I was aghast when I read that. I can't imagine, I can imagine people I know who are kindergarten teachers wearing leather pants, teaching kindergarten, but I just can't, it, it just makes me wonder like, how could that be a developmentally appropriate kindergarten classroom? Are you sitting on the floor? Are you playing with Play-Doh? Are you outside with kids? I don't know to me, and maybe that person's idea of what they do with their leather pants is different, but to me, like, you've got to be ready to be hands-on and messy. And um, when I wear leather pants, I like expecting museum, like quality. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Museum like quality. I worked in a charter school for a while that had a very strict dress code up to the point where the men had to wear ties every day to work. And that would, that would just be so uncomfortable. Well, and how, so what was, so what was the female equivalent of that? How did they establish that the um, female teachers were going to be just as nice? Well, they dropped the tie thing because sometimes like the female teachers would come in leggings and the men would be like, I have to wear a tie and she's wearing leggings and you can't really like set the female equivalent to a tie, right? So I mean, back in the day, maybe if you were like a flight attendant in the 60s or 80s or 90s, probably even maybe even still today. I don't know. Yeah, so... But then that's the other issue that comes up is like the issue of how much teachers get paid anyway. And then you're expected to like wear leather pants, (laughs) show up in leather pants. At least they're on sale. (laughs) It was a good deal. (laughs) Um, But you're right. Like you, so especially in early childhood or non, um, non-public school teachers. I mean, geez, and I was a, a Catholic school teacher. I think I was paying them to work, but um, yeah, like you can't really have a crazy budget for your clothing. Mm-mm. And also like, who's, who's determining what's professional and these days that's changed so much, especially even more so now that we're in such a zoom world. I mean, Right. It's like business up top, party at the bottom, <laughs> equivalent clothing equivalent of mullet is like sitting in like a button down and underwear, like rich <laughs> business style. But it also just then comes back to like what it what's ex- what behaviors and activities are expected of a teacher um, or adult in a learning space. Because uh, yeah, if you're like worried about getting dirty how are you going to effectively work with kids? Mm -hmm. I think there's like a lack of getting dirty in a lot of learning spaces though, too. Right. (laughs) Lack of like allowing, allowing a mess. Yeah. We're, we're very in general, our, our culture has gotten very averse to messes of any kind. Like the Pinterest, Pinterest, perfect classrooms and everything, you know, so is it our, um, so is that the problem? Is it our preference for fancy clothes, like leather pants, limiting our ability to finger paint in the kindergarten classroom? No, I think standardized testing is limiting that ability. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> 
Oh, I know. I know for myself this, these past two years, it even just like a, what do I want to wear to school? Because I don't have to, like, I can wear jeans every day and I don't have anybody looking at me like, when are you going to dress up? Um, or I can wear my ski hat or my, you know, warm winter hat all day long. Um, and I don't feel unprofessional doing that. Uh, and the same, you know, like I don't think the kids are looking at me like I need to be dressed up better. Uh, I need, I'm like most teachers, I appreciate a good sensible shoe. My ability to move uh, is very much dependent on my shoes. So uh, yeah, but I think there was like this de-schooling process that I wasn't expecting around having freedom of choice of what to wear, which is ridiculous. Like I'm an adult. (laughs) That's so true. And now that you're bringing it up, like I didn't ever, I haven't ever really thought about it, but I, last year I put everything that I had worn for my job away in a closet downstairs and I haven't even looked at it. (laughs) Like maybe I'll need this one day blazers and (laughs) blouses, whatever. Um, but I also remember it being really hard for me to realize like, or to like choose something or even to have like, like, wait, I can wear the jeans that I wear on the weekend to work. Do I want to do this? Right. <laughs> like, you don't have yeah. to have separate weekend clothes or evening clothes or. Yeah. I mean, even Mr. Rogers changed into his more comfortable shoes when he got to work. <laughs> I had a kid ask me on uh, Thursday, why do you wear your shoes inside all day? <laughs> I was like, that's a good question. I guess I could take my shoes off too. We have really hard floors. I <laughs> sometimes find myself shoeless, especially in the winter when I'm changing between shoes and muddy boots. Um, and the other day I found myself walking around in just socks and I was like, Oh, I forgot how hard this floor is from a very practical standpoint. I hope you tell that child that because we don't have enough shock absorption in our flooring. (laughs) I have old feet. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. And, and also like, what is it, what has it shifted in your ability to see other adults as professionals? Um, Mm. We don't have a, a dress code for our employees. Uh, we often have, um, you know, probably not Gen Z approved. We wear graphic tees with messages on them sometimes. And, um, you know, what's an appropriate message to be wearing around kids and what isn't and, uh, things like that. I don't know. I remember we had a teaching artist come visit earlier this year and, that person arrived in a suit and I was blown away because they were there to be a hands-on teaching artist and work with 3d materials, creating masks with kids. And I was like, dang, can we pull this off while wearing a suit and not getting like messy or ruining it? I'm really impressed. And he did. Yeah. It wasn't exactly um, the hands-on kind of messy way that we usually let our kids just go free pumping the paint in the art room, but yeah, he did it. I was impressed. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I feel like I had a little bit more meat to this when I thought about it. <laughs> well, you brought up like the tattoo stuff too. Like I remember get it, trying to get a job as a teacher and like covering the tattoo on my wrist. Like <laughs> I don't want anyone to see my tattoo or even like when I had a job, I had an, I used to have a nose ring. And when I had a job as a server, they made me cover it up with a Band-Aid. And I'm like, why does this, this doesn't look any better. Because that looks way better. Just having a <laughs> Band-Aid on your nose. It looks like a big mole. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, and I've worked with teachers with tattoos. And I never felt like it was... Well, because I have tattoos myself, but like, I never felt like it was not professional, but I do know that that's like a very hot topic, especially for people who work with children. It's like something in our culture thinks like you can't work with children if you have tattoos or piercing or, you know. Yeah, that's so radical. Remember, um, one of our employees said that he took out his nose piercing like the day after we hired him, he said, well, I'm going to be working with children. I got to take out my piercing. Oh yeah. And we were like, no, come as you are. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that. So I'm curious with that job that you covered your wrist tattoo, did you continue covering it or was it just job interview only? I covered it just for the job interview. <laughs> okay. And there wasn't anything in your dress code about visible tattoos. Oh, that's a good question. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know that I ever even read the dress code. I think that I was always just like, I'm just going to see if they talk to me about it. I I feel like dress codes are not for reading. Like you only find out if you've broken it once you find out you've broken it. (laughs) Uh, I used to work at a multi-center early childhood nonprofit. And uh, because we had I don't know how many employees we had, many hundreds of employees. Uh, we had an HR director and she would um, interview people with me. And, and all she would say was from your armpits to your uh, knees, basically just make sure nothing's hanging out. Like, so she would like get up and <laughs> physically demonstrate like when you get dressed, if you bend over in the mirror like this and you can see but it really was true basically like we didn't want your ass crack out um oh I hope we have an e for explicit on this podcast um you don't want your butt crack showing but I you know it happens from time to time and you cover it up and uh it's not something you want to do every day um I think she would also say like we shouldn't be able to know what your underwear looks like um I thought that was a good rule of thumb but again that's not always possible. Um, and mm-hmm. Kids aren't offended by underwear. They love showing off their underwear. They love, they love underwear. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like, it's hard. It's hard for me too. Some days when I do leave school, I look like, I mean, the days, especially there are days where i will be outside almost the entire day and it's humid or raining or muddy and I want to stop somewhere on the way home. And I'm like, Oh, do I really want to go in looking like this? Um, and yeah, that's, it's a, it's a occupational hazard, I guess. 
but teachers always look like teachers. And that's something um, at early childhood conferences, you know, sometimes they're held in like big hotels when there are other events going on too. And I remember going to one with a coworker years ago and she'd be like, Oh, I wonder, I wonder if they're here for the conference. And I always would say, look at the shoes (laughs) (laughs) because sensible shoes are such a trait, a universal trait in teaching that doesn't exist necessarily in other fields. And fair enough, if you could see the foam sold sketchers, it was pretty easily (laughs) guessed that they were here for the early childhood conference. (laughs) Oh, geez. I, um, I worked at a school that would give vouchers to teachers for like um, perfect attendance or like not taking days off and it would be like a dress down voucher. So <laughs> you had like, you actually had a clip chart for teachers. <laughs> you got clipped down if you didn't dress right. Uh. <laughs> Wait, so, you, <laughs> so you could earn a dress down voucher. Like, did you have to earn it or it was just like a, like it was a reward? Yeah. Like if you had zero sick days, you'd get like a voucher to dress down and then you'd have to like give it to the principal when you showed up in jeans and be like, look, here's my voucher. Oh my gosh. I have a seven-year-old who, you know, loves rules and hates breaking them. And, um, he is at a school, he attends a school that requires uniforms and a couple of different times this year, they've had non-uniform days. And usually it's for some kind of theme or you give a donation and you can get out of uniform, whatever. But I remember one of the days, um, was an out of uniform day. And like, he, he just wouldn't trust me. He wouldn't take my word on it. Cause he was like, no, 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 I can't, I can't, like, I need to be in uniform. <laughs> Oh, and I think he did wear his uniform that day. And he even considered, um, on picture day, we were kind of talking about like what people choose to wear in, in pictures for picture day and how some people choose like their fanciest clothes. Some people choose the clothes that most represent them. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, I've been thinking about it. I think my school uniform is my fanciest clothes. So I think, I think I'll wear my uniform. (laughs) I'm like thinking to myself and my like own programmed school brain like oh you're gonna be that kid who wore their school uniform in the school picture (laughs) because there's so much stigma around it right oh yeah all right so if you are uh still wondering what you're getting for a holiday gift for me you may just end up with some faux leather pants you can try out wearing leather pants to school (laughs) Like it's like like, things you order on Wish where it like looks good in the picture and then it comes and it's like wearing a garbage bag or something. Like a Pinterest fail. Yeah. (laughs) Oh gosh. Well, everybody, there you go. Decide whether or not leather pants are for teachers. Comment below. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us for another episode of Out of Line. Bye-bye. It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Explorations Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. 
For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work, and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership, or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.